Hello and welcome to Back of the Card Sports Trivia Pod, a podcast where you can test your sports trivia knowledge over a variety of sports and topics. My name's Court and I will be your host. Our game will consist of five rounds of six questions covering everything from your basic sports to some unknown sports. Each question is worth one point unless otherwise noted. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and let us know what your score is. I know it's been a little bit. It's been a while. You know, got a lot going on. But don't worry. I think I got a plan. I'm planning on sticking around for the long term. So without much further ado, today's the day of the All-Star Game. So what else are we going to start with? We are going to start with the MLB All-Star Game. After the home run derby last night and a little Vlad Jr. victory, we're of course going to start out by talking about the Midsummer Classic. So without much further ado, let's get into it and let's get talking about my favorite Midsummer event that goes on, and especially this year with it being out in Seattle. So question number one. Within two years, when was the very first MLB All-Star Game played? Question number two. What league has won the most All-Star Games? The American League or the National League? Question number three. Name one of the two players who hold the record for most career home runs in the All-Star Game. Question number four. What city has hosted the most All-Star Games? Question number five. Which team has had the most players selected to the All-Star Game in a single year? And question number six. Who was the first player to hit a Grand Slam in the All-Star Game? I'm gonna give you a couple of seconds worth of music to be able to kind of think of your answers and then I will return. All right, let's get you some answers on the Midsummer Classic. So question number one, within two years, when was the very first MLB All-Star Game played? Well, the correct answer there is 1933. So in order to get the points, you had to get between 1931 and 1935. It was part of the World's Fair, and it was in Chicago, Illinois, so it played at Kaminsky Park. Question number two, what league has won the All-Star Games the most? Is it either the American League or the National League? You had a 50-50 shot here. Correct answer is American League. They have the overall best record. Question number three, name one of the two players who hold the record for most career home runs in an All-Star Game. They each have six. So in order to get the point, you just had to name one of these two, either Stan Musial or Willie Mays. Question number four. What city has hosted the most All-Star Games? Well, that is Cleveland, Ohio. Question number five, which team has the most players selected to a single All-Star Game in a single year? Well, that is the Seattle Mariners. In 2001, they had eight 
players selected and no one has really come close. I think the Tigers had six at one point, but eight players for a single All-Star game in 2001. And of course, Seattle is where the All-Star game is being played again this year. Last but not least, question number six, who is the first player to hit a Grand Slam in the All-Star game? Well, that is Fred Lynn. He played for the Boston Red Sox at the time, and he did that in 1983. So there you go, some quick facts about the All-Star game to kind of wow and amaze your friends. Now, we have officially hit kind of the quote-unquote halfway point of the MLB season. So round two is going to be, as always, our quick hitters round. This round is filled with some questions that are quick hitters that have simple answers. Today's category is MLB stat leaders. For this round, I will give you the stat and the team that the player plays for. You just have to tell me who this player is. So question number one, the stat is OPS and they play for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Question number two, most strikeouts as a batter, the Philadelphia Phillies. Question number three, walks drawn, the San Diego Padres. Question number four, lowest whip, Baltimore Orioles. Question number five, doubles. The Los Angeles Dodgers. And last but not least, question number six, RBIs and the Texas Rangers. So some of these names might surprise you. Some of these names might not surprise you. So we're just going to go through the answers. So question number one, OPS, on base plus slugging. I said Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You kind of had a 50-50 shot there, but if you've been paying close attention or even if you haven't, you know that that answer is Shohei Otani. His OPS right now is 1.050. No one has above a 1 in all of the major leagues right now. Um, Shohei, I could have put on for a lot of these, but he is leading a lot not only in uh, batting but also in pitching. Question number two, strikeouts in Philadelphia Phillies, that is Kyle Schwarber. He has 117 strikeouts already. He is definitely the epitome of I'm either going to strike out or I'm going to hit a thousand home runs. He is the epitome of that. Aaron Aaron uh, Judge is up there as well. Not Aaron Rodgers, though he is in New York like Aaron Judge is. Question number three, walks drawn, San Diego Padres. You had a lot of options here. It is, of course, the newbie to the Padres, and that is Juan Soto. He has 83 walks drawn so far this year. Lowest whip, Baltimore Oreos. That is Tyler Wells. He has a whip right now of 0.93. That is wicked good. Just a lot of fun. He's really come on this year. It's been fun to see him kind of become a really dynamic pitcher. Question number five, doubles the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, this one, again, he had kind of a couple of options here, but that is Freddie Freeman. He's having a really good year. He was also, I think, top 10 in triples, so kind of cool to see that for a player that a lot of people seem to really enjoy playing, watching him play, and I'm one of them. Last but not least, RBI leader. It's from the Texas Rangers. That is Adalas Garcia. He has 75. And I think he is one of the key reasons why the Rangers have been doing so well this year. So it's been a lot of cool things to be able to see that. Um, the Rangers taking over the AL West. But 
we still have a long way to go. And at least that's what all my fellow Tigers fans were telling each other right now. All right. Let's move on to round number three, connections that make contact. This round will have five questions that may or may not be sports related, but the answers do relate to each other in some way through sports. The sixth question will be the connection between the five answers. So let's get started. Question one, what 1982 movie follows a teenage boy who feels trapped by his family, farm, and school life? However, after the baseball coach convinces him to play, he finds the comfort in the sport and realizes he has a knack for it. Question number two. What 1989 movie is about a farmer who builds a baseball field in his cornfield that ends up attracting the ghosts of baseball legends? Question number three. What 1998 movie is about Crash Davis, a veteran catcher from the AAA Richmond Braves, who is brought in to teach a teach rookie pitcher Ebby Calvin Nuke Lelouch about the game? Question number four. What 1999 movie follows the perfect game performance of Billy Chapel? an aging star baseball pitcher as he deals with the pressures of pitching in Yankee Stadium in his final outing, calming himself with the memories of a long-term relationship. Question number five. What 2005 movie is about a woman who, after her husband unexpectedly disappears, must juggle her romantic dilemmas and family dynamics? And question number six is what is the connection between these answers? I will give you a hint. It's not that they're all baseball movies. There is another connection between these five movies. So I'm going to give you some time, let you come up with, uh, try to formulate the answer, and then we will go from there. Let's get you some answers here on the connections that make contact. So question one, what 1982 movie follows a teenage boy who feels trapped by his family, farm, and school life? However, after the baseball coach convinces him to play, he finds the comfort in sports in realizing he has a knack for it. Well, that is the movie Chasing Dreams. Question number two, what 1989 movie is about a farmer who builds a baseball field in his cornfield that ends up attracting the ghosts of baseball legends? Well, if you build it, they will come. That is the field of dreams. Question number three, what 1998 movie is about Crash Davis, a veteran catcher from the AAA Richmond Braves, who is brought in to teach the rookie pitcher Nuke Lelouch about the game. I can never say that last name. Well, that is Bull Durham. If I had added the fact that he brought him in in Durham, North Carolina and everything else like that, that one would have gave that away for sure. Hopefully you were still able to get that. Question number four, what 1999 movie follows the perfect game performance by Billy Chapel, an aging star baseball player, etc., etc. at Yankee Stadium? That is for the love of the game. 
Last but not least, question number five. What 2005 movie is about a woman who, after her husband unexpectedly disappears, must juggle her romantic dilemmas and family dynamics? Well, that is known as the movie Upside of Anger. I know every single one of you has seen that, has heard of it. I know I certainly have not. And question number six is, was the connection? And I said, yes, this you have to find the connection beyond just these are baseball movies. The, that was the order of baseball movies in which Kevin Costner is in the movie. So yes, obviously I'm hoping that you pick that up from at least the middle three questions. Uh, the first one of Chasing Dreams is a little bit less known. Obviously number five, it's definitely far less known than the other three in the middle there. But yes, these are the order of baseball movies that had Kevin Costner in them. The upside of anger, he ends up playing like this retired baseball player that is an announcer that's a family friend or something like that. I don't know. I've not seen it. I've just read reports on it and that sort of stuff. Let's just put it this way. I think we can all agree Field of Dreams is far and away the best movie out of this collection with Bull Durham as a close second and for the love of the game, a definitely the third best in this group. All right, so let's move on and let's continue on to round number four. And of course, we're talking about it because it is still going on. It's going to wrap up this weekend. We are going to talk about Wimbledon. All right, so we are in the thick of Wimbledon. It's a little bit different, not seeing Roger Federer play this year, but it's still a really good tournament. And of course, it's very prestigious. So let's get into six questions all about the Wimbledon tennis tournament. So question number one. This is the only tournament in out of the four majors that has this kind of surface. So which surface is used on the courts of Wimbledon? Question number two. Who holds the record for most Wimbledon singles titles in the men's category? Question number three. Who holds the record for the most Wimbledon singles titles in the women's category? Question number four. Who won the longest Wimbledon tennis match in history? Question number five. When was the first Wimbledon tennis tournament held? And I will give you about two years of wiggle room there on that one as well. And question number six is who is the youngest male player to win the Wimbledon singles title? All right, I'm gonna give you a few seconds, try to come up with the answers and then we will go over them. Let's go over these answers when it comes to Wimbledon. So that way, if you're watching the finals this weekend, you can wow and astonish all your friends with your amazing Wimbledon tennis knowledge. So question number one, basically, what is the surface used for Wimbledon tennis? And that is grass. It is the only grass courts that are used in the out of the four majors. Basically, think of it like playing on a putting green. That's kind of the surface that you're playing on. Question two, who holds the record for the most Wimbledon singles titles in the men's category? As of right now, that is Roger Federer. But of course, you have Novak Djokovic still playing, so that could be coming down in the next few years. 
Question three, who holds the record for most Wimbledon singles titles in the women's category? It is not Serena Williams. It is Martina Navratilova with nine, though Serena was is close. If she comes back, she will definitely have a chance to tie her. And then if she stays with it, possibly even pass her. Question number four, who won the longest Wimbledon tennis match in history? Well, that was won by John Isner. He beat Nicholas Mahout in 2010, and that took 11 hours and five minutes of play. It took three days to complete it. I remember watching the end of it. It was insane. Um, John Isner at one point was our highest ranked men's American tennis player. He's kind of fallen off a little bit, uh, but he is definitely a very talented player. Question number five, when was the first Wimbledon tennis tournament held? I gave you two years of wiggle room here. The first tournament was held in 1877. So if you said between 1875 and 1879, then you got the point. And last but not least, question number six, who is the youngest male tennis player to win the Wimbledon singles title? Well, that is, of course, Boris Becker. He won in 1985, and he was 17 years old. Uh, not very much success beyond that. He won a couple of other majors beyond that, but definitely surprised a lot of people in that year. Last but not least, round five, we're going to do a little who am I? For this final round, I will give you clues as to who this person is. The fewer clues it takes you to get the right answer, the more points you earn. If you get the answer after the first clue, you get six points. After the second clue, you get five points, so on and so forth. So let's get started with who am I? Clue number one. I was born on November 21, 1969 in Donora, Pennsylvania. Question number two, or clue number two, may I say. I was selected to 13 All-Star Games and won 10 Gold Gloves throughout my career. Question number, th or clue number three. I am one of the youngest players to hit 100 home runs and it ended with over 600 for my career. Clue number four. I won the AL MVP in 1997, and in a time where there were a lot of players using PEDs and steroids, I was never one of them. Question number five. My dad and I became the first father-son duo to hit back-to-back -back home runs in a single game. And clue number six. My nickname is The Kid, and when I was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, I became the first player ever drafted with the number one overall draft pick to get into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to give you a couple seconds to see if you can come up with the answer, and then we'll go from there. So, did you figure out who it was? I'm guessing you did. Correct answer there is Ken Griffey Jr. He is far and away one of my all-time favorite baseball players. Um, he was the first baseball player I fell in love with. I have a feeling that my poster that I had 
on my door when I was growing up is still there to this day. I love Ken Griffey Jr. Loved playing, watching him play in Seattle. Loved watching him play in Cincinnati. Loved watching him play even for that one year in Chicago with the White Sox. So yeah, that correct answer there is Ken Griffey Jr. So if you got that on the first clue, you got uh, six points. You got it on the second one, you got four or five, so on and so forth. All right, well, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I will return next week, Tuesday, with more questions and more fun. Make sure you follow us on Apple, and make sure you select to uh, follow and then choose to automatically download. If Apple isn't your thing, make sure you subscribe everywhere else. Please leave a five-star review where you can and follow us on all the social medias at Back of the Card Trivia on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Well, hey, my name's Court. The dog's name is Milo. I appreciate you tuning in, and I will see you next week.